Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing the work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic, standing here with my guest, Don Pope from Pope Fitness in Ohio. How are you doing today, sir? Good. How are you doing? I am great. I'm excited to have you on and hear all about your facility and your business. So let's hop right into it. Tell us about Pope Fitness. Uh, well, it's uh, 23,000 square feet, and uh, I designed it. I designed it what I would have liked growing up to a gym to go to. You know, I have 5,000 square feet of turf. Uh, and then I have a power lifted area. I have a strongman area. I have Olympic lifted area. I have, a, you know, free weights. I have machines. I have cardio. So it's uh, even a yoga room if you're into. So um, whatever you're into, um, you can do here, you know. Awesome, man. So you... Uh... You did the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Yes. I, at least I, I hope that comes through, right? You've been open since March and people are coming, right? You're, you're yeah, yeah. People, people signing up, people are coming, they like what you have to offer. So yeah, just, it you just I just opened up in a bad time, you know, and then a lot of people were like, What are you doing? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, um, I'm doing, I don't care, you know, it's like uh you know, this ain't gonna last forever, this thing, you know. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning. I mean, once you opened up, what have you done to get people coming in the doors? I mean, you've got several hundred people who have found you and joined up, have memberships, taking taking advantage of what you have to offer. What's that looked like? Has it been word of mouth, advertising, flyers, events? Um, what have you done? It's mostly word of mouth. Um, and I still get people that come in. It's like, you know, when'd you open up? I didn't even know. I drive by this every day. Um, you know, I'm, I was even to the point where I'm like, I got to put like flashing lights around the windows and, or whatever, you know, but uh, I'm, I'm on Facebook and I'm going to launch some, um, you know, for New Year's resolutions and all that. And around Christmas, I'm going to uh, do some marketing, you know, probably send out some flyers or uh, cards, you know, um, but most of it's uh, just, um, by word of mouth, people coming in or, and they're, you know, trickling in, you know, but since it seems like too, is since the weather's changed and it's gotten colder, there's a, coming in more, you know? Yeah. People that might've been outside are ready to, uh, they're ready to head inside where it's, yeah, you know, they're, they're they got islands are uh, hardy people, but there's only yeah. so much that makes sense. Yeah. They figure they can get their exercise, everything outside and, uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 um, yeah, it seems like it's picked up a lot since the colder it's got. Cool, man. So let's talk about some of this. What you offer, you know, people come in. You you said you have twenty three thousand square feet. You have turf. You have powerlifting, strongman. Um, on top of the regular self service things, you come in and do it yourself. You're also offering things like uh, training, different type of classes. Tell us a little bit about that stuff. Um, we got personal training. We got uh, boot camps. Uh, we're performing some more different classes. Uh, it's very, uh, 
trendy, I guess. Like, you know, I did have yoga. Yoga is not really big out here. I found out that uh, gym yoga is not a, people go to, people that are into yoga, they go to yoga studios, you know? So, I, I mean, I, I even had the same, the same uh, teacher that would teach at these yoga places, teach here. And it just, it just wasn't, you know, I guess it's more of like, I don't know if they were, if people are into lifting or if the gym uh, scared them away, you know, so they just, or was intimidated by, you know, gym, the gym, you know, so, uh, but I mean, I still, you know, if I had a, if there's a calling for it, then I would bring it back, you know, so I'm open to anything, you know. Got it. Got it. So yeah, it's still, you know, the gym's eight, eight and a half months old, something like that. You still got to figure out yeah. exactly what niches you're going to fill, what you're going to like doing, what your clients are going to like. So walk me through a little bit of what your, uh, what your enrollment process looks like. People are finding you mostly word of mouth and, and through Facebook. So when they walk in, is it just, you know, is it one size fits all membership? Is it a consultation? What does the process look like for somebody to get signed up when they come in? Um, well, I, uh, I give uh, discounts for like veterans, uh, students, senior citizens, and uh, even first responders, you know, uh, and I show them around and then they uh, I tell them about, you know, or just tell them about it, show them around and I ask them what they're, you know, what are you into or what do you, what's your goals, you know, kind of like feel them out. And then uh, you, you, do you need a personal trainer? You want to kind of, are you more, you know, do it yourself or, you know, just to see what they were, if they were, you know, an ex-athlete or if they're just, hey, I just want to lose 20 pounds for my wedding. It's coming up or something, you know. Gotcha. So it's basically guided by, you talk to them about what their background is, their goals, you might make a suggestion like, Hey, personal training would be a good thing for you or classes be a good thing for you, but it's mostly just come in, try it, see where you're going to fit in. And then yeah. let me, I mean, and I, I have, I have a few different personal trainers. So I, you know, I, I kind of feel them out. You know, I, I got a guy that's a big power lifter, strong man. If that's their goal, then I would send them, you know, to him, I would send them to a, a weight loss person, you know, uh, or I know the one that's born a bodybuilding physique type. So if you just want to look good, you know, uh, it's kind of like you, you want to be a, a show horse or a, or a workhorse, you know, it's like, you know, it's nice to have a little of both, but you know, it just depends on how serious you want to get, you know? Yeah. So you're making customized suggestions Based yeah. on who somebody is, their body type, their goals, what what it really feels like they're there to do, and it's not, hey, we have a bunch of generic personal trainers. You have some more specialized yeah. guys. See, I kind of hire different. You know, I'm I'm going to hire some more. I'm probably more general, but uh, like each one of them I have now are are very different from each other. So it's uh, it's kind of like you know that's why I ask like, what do you want to do? You want to lose weight? Do you want to gain weight? Do you want to just get in shape? You know. So I kind of let them almost, you know, they'll, they'll pretty much tell me which one I should send them to, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, as far as the facility goes and access and things, there's, um, 
there's been a big move to people trying to offer 24 hour access. You're a, a scheduled access facility. You have a lot of open hours, but is that something you consider? Did you, did you debate at all whether you should be 24 hour access or key card or staffed access? How did that play out for you? Well, I, I originally was going to be 24 hours and then uh, it just, it kind of weighed it. We're, sat down and talked about it. I was like, um, you know, for those extra couple of people, it just didn't make sense. I was like, you know, how many people are going to come lift at two in the morning? You know, a couple. And I open up at 5.30. So I was like, you know, those people are, I just waited out. I was like, hey, those two or three people, are they going to pay the extra eight, nine hours of lights being on? No, you know. It's like, and then most of the time they can just come, you know, a little late, you know, or they'll wait a couple hours or come later at night, you know, I mean, open to 10, 10. So, I mean, I might expand even the hours later when I get more, when I get more established and I can hire more people, you know, I mean, I'm not here all the time, you know, I'm like, you know, putting 12 hour days in is, that gets old, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I love being here, you know, but, uh, you know, not that much. <laughs> you got to recharge the battery sometimes. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, we talked about services you offered. We talked about what the process looks like, um, your hours, staffing. Some of the other stuff that comes out a, a lot are um, gyms are trying to offer as much as possible. So things like apparel, nutrition coaching, uh, online training, supplements. Are you into any of those things yet? Yeah, I got, I mean, I got, I got some, uh, you know, some swag or whatever, you know, shirts. So if you could yeah, you yep. see that one. I can see it. Yep. I got, I saw the yeah, one. There it is. Works. Uh, and I got, uh, I carry one line that like, I, I started with a, a very healthy line, but uh, I'm going to, I have these places that contact me and I'm always telling them like, you know, send me some samples and I'll test them and see, you know, I'm not just going to, you know, I, I got to see if I like them or if they're, you know, because I've, you know, discovered from my days, um, you know, some stuff's real pricey and, and you know, it's, it's what's, what's in it that counts, you know, and, and some stuff is, it's name brand. And I mean, I was sponsored by metrics, you know, so they had, um, I mean, they had some good stuff. And then I had young kids coming to me thinking Metrex was, you know, that's what I need to take to get big and strong. I was like, no, I go, I mean, to be honest, the only reason I take Metrex is because they give it to me for nothing. You know, I mean, I wouldn't pay $55 for this jug of protein. I go, I, I used to get the $18 ones, but sports farm and it, was, but it had everything in it. I needed, you know, now did it taste as good? No, <laughs> but you know, Big deal for some people. Yeah. When I tell them, I was like, hey, if it tastes like cake mix, you know, if you want to eat it, it's, it's probably mostly cake mix. You know, it's like if it tastes as good as, you know, and obviously you ain't going to gut something down. It's terrible. But, um, you know, if it, it's, you just got to do your due diligence and read it and see what's in it, you know. Got it. Yeah. For sure. So you have a line that you deal with. Uh, you might expand that at some point, but it's a, it's really, it's going to be something you can stand behind and something that makes sense from a business point of view too. 
Yeah, too. Some of them are, you know, uh, the price point and, um, like, you know, if that's going to, you know, I even had people reach out to me and say, hey, you know, with shirts and this and that. I'm like, yeah, that's nice, uh, you know. And then they send me, I'm like, well, what would that run? And I'm like, wow, that's $5 more than I sell my shirts for. It's like, I mean, there's, you know. Yeah. And there's going to be some room in there for you to make some Yeah, I was like, I got to make a block at least. Jeez, you know, yeah. That's that's one of the tough things that we see gym owners run into all the time with with uh, supplements, especially is all the big brands you can buy at GNC, Costco, Amazon. So it's hard to make money there. The only way you get a, a decent margin is you buy five grand on a, a pallet of stuff and then yeah. get on it forever. So there's there's definitely there's an art to picking the right company that you're going to partner with. Like you said, people got to like it. It's got to taste good. It's got to have good quality ingredients. There's there's a lot of things that go into it other than just, uh, you know, the first person that sends you an email saying, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll throw that in here because it's, yeah. it's pain. If, if you don't do it right, it's it's more of a, a hindrance than it helps. I mean, I would carry stuff if, if you know, uh, and I've actually even contacted some people and they sent me some stuff. And uh, I mean, be honest, some of those is like, like there was this pre-workout that was that said it was, I don't know. I mean, if I, I probably shouldn't say the brand, but it was supposed to be like just super strong, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it come in a little tiny tub and a little tiny scooper. And I was like, okay, this stuff's, you know, going to be potent. So I did one. I didn't feel nothing. I did two and felt, I was like, man, I was like, these people need to rename this stuff. Cause I was like, it should not be, it should be weak, you know, or mild. Right. Uh, you know. everybody wants to rekindle the flame of the old jack 3d oh yeah i mean you know what that's not the everybody likes world. that but you know uh, i was gonna i would like i would offer that as a different thing it's like hey well, what do you want do you want something to get you up where you can run through walls you want something that you're not gonna you know crash some people like the thermogen like you know the itchy you know like yeah. they feel like oh, they can't sit yeah, still yeah. 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 You know, I'm like the ants crawling on them. I'm like, I mean, how, how, what do you want? Tell me, I go, that's why I want to carry different stuff, you know? So uh, obviously even me, like I'll drink something sitting here. I'm like, but if I'm going to train, I will drink, I will uh, drink something else where, you know, you can't sit still that, you know, it all depends on what you're, what you want, you know, or need. Cool. So You've been in business since March. Uh, membership is growing. Things are going. There's a lot of there's a lot of trial and error, a lot of trial by fire that goes on. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I'd like to get something from both sides of the coin. What's something that has been a a surprise? Something that you enjoy more about owning the gym that you didn't expect, and and what's been the thing that surprised you the most that you, that you don't like or or don't enjoy doing? Um. Well, you know, I was there's things like. I always thought it would be great. You own your own business. You know, you can, I own a gym. I'll, you know, I'll lift all the time and, and uh, it'll be great. And this and that. Uh, and I found out it's like, I got to like sneak in workouts, uh, you know, when it's slow or I start working out and I see some plates on the ground or something and I pick it, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, you know, there's a thing when it's yours, you know, um, stuff bothers you. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, like I'm like, oh man, look at there's a there's a whatever piece of paint missing on that corner that 
you know, if it was some other place, I'd be like, I wouldn't even notice it. But I'm like, since I own it, it's like, I'd stop and I'd touch that up or, you know, just, you know, I don't know if it makes you, you know, I was talking to this other gym owner and before I even opened and she was like, I never seen it. I was like, where are you at? She goes, I can't train here. I'm like, what? I, I, it, it, that totally boggled my mind, you know? And she's like, wait till you open up and you understand what I'm saying. And I opened up and I ran into her. I was like, you know what? You're completely right. I was like, oh, you know what? I'll train at your place and you train at my place. How's that? You know, or, uh, because, you know, you have people coming up to you and they start talking to you, I mean, which, you know, and uh, where you're. It's great. Except uh, when you're trying to work out. Yeah. It's like, you know, uh, so, I mean, yes, you don't even, you know, and I'm like, I can't do that. I mean, I'm still training. I just train when it's slow or early or late at night, you know, where my boys come in and I train with them, you know, Gotcha. I can still get a workout in. So what's been on the other side of that? What, is there anything that's, that you enjoy more than you thought you were going to about running the place? Um, job join more than I thought. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I enjoy shopping for stuff. I'm always on looking for like, you know, uh, the newest stuff or I'm like, is that, is that just junk or what I'm with, you know, so I, I, I'm more try out more stuff, you know, more equipment, um, you know, what's the newest thing? You know, I, I was kind of old school. So I try to not whatever what I like is what someone else would like, you know? Um, so I guess I'm more open-minded uh, now, I guess, you know, cause I got to go to the, the masses, not just me. So you get excited thinking about things, things that you can offer additionally, ways you can add value, ways you can add enjoyment to the clients. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was, I mean, I, uh, I guess at first it was like, this was a, you know, this was a pack of tan. So it was like a, a yarn store. So just a transformation, what I made it look like. Um, there's some stuff I was like, I didn't even know what to do. And I did, and I'm happy with, and there's other stuff, you know, I'm like, man, I, I wish I wouldn't have went that route, but Hey, you know, uh, it's yours. So you have ultimately, you can always come back and change it and you don't have to ask any permission. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know what? Or someone's like, I did change something out the other day. I was like, wait, what happened to that one? I go, I got this one here. I like it. It was a military press. I go, check this one out, you know? It was like, oh, yeah, but why did you get it? I go, well, uh, it's heavier duty. You can't, you know, the things went up higher. The seat was, is adjustable. The other one was fixed. And I go, uh, it's a, and it had like bars underneath, like a catch bar. So you couldn't even, uh, it's a safety thing too. It was like, you know? So I have a lot of young kids that train here too. You know, a lot of sports teams are in here, you know, the football players. And uh, I'm always encouraging them to, you know, push themselves. And, and uh, so try to think it on the safety side now too, which I never did before, you know, because it was just, you know, when you're, you know, when it's not your place or you're training, so you're not worrying about, that you know but when you own the place you think about is that safe is this you know your mind's always going you know yeah it definitely uh the awareness the difference when it's yours is uh it's cool to have the control sometimes 
you know, you got to step back and, and realize like, yeah, it's a lot of responsibility, but it is nice to be able to make the changes that you want to see yeah. as soon as you're able to. So we, uh, we just have a few minutes left here, Don, uh, before we're out of time. So a couple of things I want to hit on real quick. One, um, now that you've been in this eight, eight and a half months, you kind of, you get a feel for where it's going, how many people flow in and out of the gym. Um, if you had to say, you know, we, you know, three, four, five years down the line, based on the experience you have so far, where do you want to take this thing? Is it, you know, grow this to as big as, as you can, as much as you can fit capacity wise and stop. Do you, uh, do you already have dreams of a second facility? What's the, uh, what's the big, big dream, big picture in this thing? Um, well, my, my, I guess my dream would, there's, I mean, this is pretty big and I guess, you know, it's big for your first gym, but, uh, yeah, I'm always thinking, I'm like, man, I wish I had more room where I could put, uh, or have a, you know, a spot where I could have, like, see, Ridgewell doesn't have a pool, you know? So I was like, I mean, I mean, not, not be a rec center, but have that, you know, or just have, have a turf area that was twice as big and a taller ceiling where you could have, you know, indoor, indoor practices and then stuff, you know, so it's, you know, I mean, I think it's just any, with anything, you know, uh, you always, you know, you get the nicest car and then they come out with a faster one. You're like, man, I want that, one, you know, so. For sure. Yeah. So just your thoughts are just how much, how much value can you add? How much can you give to your clients? Um, how do you figure out how to, how to be the place that has everything or as well, much as, as much as you can? There's so much competition, you know, especially with these chains that, you know, this $10 a month crap. I'm just like, and then, you know, some people even ask me about that. And uh, it's like, well, you know, they're million dollar companies, you know, and they're backed by, and they, they don't have to worry about making money for, you know, even if a year or two year, and then you know, they get, uh, you know, they don't have to pay. It's, you know, it's, it, this is just me. So uh, it's, and it's, uh, I tell them too, it's like, well, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to name these places, but I'm like, you know, that's, you know, they, they don't have, uh, some of them don't even have benches. You know, you came and squat in there. It was like, oh yeah. Or turf area. Uh, you know, uh, this is more like, it just depends on how serious you want to get. That's kind of like a beginner place, I guess, you know, better than doing nothing. I mean, I even trained there during, you know, when they closed everything down, but, uh, I, I couldn't, see myself training there long-term, you know, you know, actually, actually was sick of that when I, you know, I'm like, geez, I even set up a makeshift place here. So I could lift here while I was working on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. So it sounds like, uh, sounds like big things in the works, you know, one thing at a time, but, but the place is going to evolve and grow with your vision and, um, you got a great, you got a great business partner slash coworker slash life partner that's uh, helping yeah. you run things and keep the train on the tracks, right? So yeah, she's run, she's run companies there. before, you know. So you got you got some good heads in place, got some good strong foundation. Uh, really, that just leaves me with the most important question for for people listening is um, 
if they want to hear more about you, they want to come find you, they want to reach out, where can people find you online? Uh, they go on Facebook, you know, Don Pope, uh, my Facebook, or we have a website, popefitness.com. Uh, and even on uh, uh, Instagram now, uh, I thought everyone had Facebook, but apparently the young kids aren't into Facebook. They're into Instagram. Well, now more Snapchat, which now some like, you know, so you're always, everything's evolved. I'm like, Snapchat, what, you know, like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know? Uh, but, it's always uh, something. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, uh, and then I'm going to, um, try to do more advertising here, you know, uh, you know, budget, you know, allowing, you know, now that's another thing with big companies, they can, they have unlimited budgets or their co parent company pays for all that. So they don't even have to figure that into their, you know, their monthly bills or nothing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's different being a little guy, even though you get a, a big gym, you know, you're not in a little, you're not in a broom closet, even though a good size gym, it's, it's still, you know, being, being a, a solo entrepreneur, not being a venture capital back company, it's uh, it's not the easiest. But but gym gyms are are making it. You know the gym industry is poised for a big comeback, and you know we want to see guys like you continue to win in twenty twenty two and beyond. Yeah, me too. You know, just make everybody um, you know healthier. You know that's the goal. I mean, I don't want to cut down any gyms. I know it kind of sounded you know little whatever no, no, here there's, there's room for everybody in the market you gotta yes do you know and if people would say i'm here i'm there i'm like well that's good as long as as, as as you know as long as you're doing something you know, go you know so i mean i i try to tell people it's all like you know half of these pills and all this stuff they want you to give you i go i swear just going to gym would solve most of that you know yeah a little bit of fitness, a little bit of nutrition, probably. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Most of the country. Train in your head, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, think better after a good workout. It, it, you'd be surprised. Get your heart rate up and maybe some frustrations out, you know. So, yeah. to, well, thankfully, we got plenty of guys like you, guys and girls that are uh, trying to make the dent in their little corner of the universe and uh, change the world a few people at a time. Yep. All right, Don, we are, uh, we're out of time here for the show today. I thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure meeting you, sir. Oh, thank you. You are very welcome. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we thank you for your time. We appreciate you spending part of your day with us. As always, we hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. If you want to be on the show, click the link in the description. Fill out the form. Someone from the team will get in touch with you as soon as possible. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches 
and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we are here with Tammy. Tammy, how's it going today? It's going great. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today. I appreciate you asking me. Absolutely. So we will, uh, we'll kind of go ahead and get right into this. So first off, uh, what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? Um, the name of our facility is New Day Fitness and we're located in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. Okay. All right. Got it. Got it. And um, yeah, so I'm curious and I always, I always like to know, so for, like, what is it that got you into um, that gym owner life and how long have you been in it? Um, I've been in the gym now for the owner as an owner for um, 36 years. And what got me into lifting was when I was 14 years old, I started lifting weights and we had, we didn't have a gym in our town. And so I went to this um, backyard, it was called Stumps and he trained everybody in our community (laughs) and I loved him. So he taught me how to bench, squat, deadlift and and like I said, I was 14 and, and I fell in love with it. And back then, not a lot of girls lifted weights. Yeah. So I was like the only girl. So, so all the guys really helped me. And anyway, I, I just fell in love with it. And so when I graduated from high school, I went to college for a year. I told my dad, I said, I do not want to go to college. I want to own my own business. And he said, what do you want to own? And I said, I want to own a gym. And he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> and <laughs> he said, well, Tammy, how are you going to start this? What are you going to pay? How are you going to pay for it? I said, I don't know, but I know I just want to own a gym. So my dad was project superintendent of B&K at the time, and um, he's retired now. My mom owned a salon in our town. And so okay. he said, well, I'll tell you what. He said, I'll, I'll, lend you, I'll loan you $10,000, and you have to pay me back. And I said, well, okay. And he said, well, how are you going to do that? I said, <laughs> Well, I said, I'll go back to school, cut hair, learn how to cut hair with my mom, and I'll earn the money and grow this. And so I did that. And in five years, I paid him back. And, I, you know, I, and I love to compete. And so I had won the state game, North Carolina State Games, in the Olympic lifting two years in a row. I, I won many powerlifting meets. And then I started bodybuilding. And so people started asking me to train them, but I had no certification. So I went back to school, got certified. And within, like, I would say three to four years, I had a full clientele of personal training and a little small gym, 1,400 square feet. And it just grew after that over 36 years. And, um, and you know, as well as I do, owning a fitness center, I mean, you, you have to learn. I mean, nobody taught me how to do that. So I had yeah. to, you know, I had to take, I had to go get around people, learn um, leadership classes about leadership, um, growing your own business. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with it. So, and that's where we're at today. Today we own, um, you know, we have an 18,000 square foot facility and, awesome. and we're really happy to do what we do. I love it. I love it. So essentially when your dad asked you like, how are you going to pay for this thing? Did you kind of like give him like the puppy dog eyes and kind of <laughs> back your lashes a little bit? Like, well, well you dad, right? Well, let me tell you, my dad is old school and he's still living today. My mom's passed, but um, let me tell you, when I, my dad was strict and he's, and the puppy dog eyes did not work with him. (laughs) (laughs) So it was funny because, you know, he, and after I paid him back, I mean, he stayed on me about, okay, how are you going to grow this? How are you going to pay the rent here? I mean, he he was a great um, mentor for me and my life. And I'm glad he was tough on me. You know, parents yeah. that, you know, not tough on the kids. You know, you see the kids later, like, really struggling. But he, he was tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, so so definitely, you know, thing, 
that's one of those things like, you know, right out of school like that. Um, and especially, you know, 36 years ago, as far as gyms go, there wasn't, you know, there's, there's a lot of resources now, but back then there wasn't like a model or, you know, that, you know, a, a way to get access, all this information, like how to grow your gym or, you know, what people are looking for. So yeah, you're right. Like you just had to kind of build it from scratch, right? Just little by little, just learn everything. <laughs> Yeah. And, and later I remember um, it was a million dollar facility that, you know, popped up in our, in our town and, and you know, it had racquetball, swimming pool, mm -hmm. you know, group training classes, but we were just the little underdog in town and I, you know, and how in the world um, people, they just, they just wanted to come and let me train them. It, it all started out with personal training and, and just really getting to know people and be, and, you know, being about community. Mm -hmm. And so as we grew, Every, you know, every time we grew, we'd have to relocate. I, I think I've expanded out of 36 years, probably about six times. Wow. And so, you know, and every time I expanded, I said, okay, I never wanted to have to do this again, but it happened. And so, you know, you get to a point now, you know, I've, I'm, I'm, I have expanded as far as I'm going to expand here in our local community right now, because we have several other gyms now, right. but you know, yeah, like you said, it was not a business model back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm curious, like with, with all the expansion and stuff over the years. So what, um, and we'll, we'll get into the current stuff now, but I'm really interested on, you know, how everything got to where you're at. Um, what was it like and like telling people like, Hey, we're, we're moving, like we're going to a new facility. Like, was it uh, generally like framed as like a good conversation or were people like, Oh, I bet they're going out of business but then you just kind of pop up with a new place, right? And then it's bigger and better. Well, I'm going to tell you, in, in the town I'm in, you know, I love my community and I'm a community person, but, you know, you have naysayers. And at the yeah. beginning, when we first started the facility, she'll never make it. She'll never make it. And I was like, why do they talk so negative? I, I would never say that about them, you know? Yeah. But yeah. yeah every expansion, yeah, it was some criticism. So you had to fight through um, not listening to the negative and you had to, you had to believe in what you wanted to do and, and go for it and just mm -hmm. have a plan and have a vision and, mm -hmm. and, you know, and just, just, just do it. I mean, you know, and, and you just know that, you know, and um, yeah. And so every move, yeah, I, we had some, we had some critical thinkers as far as that goes. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, and, and that's how it is with me too. Like, you know, so this is our seventh year in the gym and I tell everybody like, you know, this is the seventh year, but we've been closing for eight. So, you know, it's like, as soon as you get started, Oh no, that's never going to make it. No, I, I'll give them six months, you know, and then it, it always seems to go, you know, to that. But, you know, the cool thing is that they're like, we're both still here and we're like, that's Hey, right. like it kind of wave at them, you know, <laughs> now, as far as, um, so fast forward to today, you got 18,000 square foot facility. Um, tell me a little bit about the facility. Like what kind of model is it? What all services do you offer people? Well, you know, um, I tried, you know, to do different things as far as like what you just said, offer people and, you know, you, you find out what your niche is. And mm -hmm. I, I found out really quick back in 2015, I love the box gym and the CrossFit and, you know, and I, and I love that. So we try to incorporate some of that into our 24 hours. Yep. But um, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is I had to figure out that was not for me because um, 
I ended up rupturing L4 and L5 training. And so oh, then I couldn't teach it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, so, and, but I love the box gym. And so I, so after that happened to me and I was out for about five years of being able to teach a class, I had to like, you know, talk people through classes and talk them through training. And that was a bad injury for me. So I said, okay, you know, I'm going to stick with 24 hours functional training and people do do CrossFit type things in my facility, but that's not, you know, my, my niche. Yeah. And so we, we, we're mainly functional training. Um, we do a lot of group training classes. Um, and then the meal prep kitchen, we, I help people with a lot of nutrition. That's Growing cool. up in a home, my, my grandmother weighed 500 pounds and my mom weighed 300 and my mom passed away from a gastric bypass. So I had a really passion to help people lose weight. So then I just started zoning in on um, nutrition. You know, we ordered an in-body scan for our facility that, mm -hmm. you know, takes the guesswork out of everything. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and my, our passion there is, you know, to allow people to work out anytime they want to work out. So we have access keys when we close up when the staff leaves. Um, we offer tanning, the meal prep kitchen, the nutrition, um, a lot of personal training and a lot of group personal training. So mm -hmm. that's mainly what we do as far as our um, facility goes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And um, so, so I'm sure like, so that, and my next, one of the next follow-up questions I was going to have for that was, um, and kind of going back to where, like how you got started. So it was going to be like, what kind of drove you? What was your passion? But yeah, you kind of answered that right there. So essentially, you know, with, with your grandma and your mom, you know, being overweight. So you were just kind of like, it gave you a passion to help people. Like you wanted, like you didn't want someone else to like be that way. Right. No. And I'm going to tell you one thing that, um, really, I was really close to my grandmother and my mom and they were awesome people, but they just struggled with food. Yeah. And so I wasn't raised in a home to teach you, you know, how to eat proper, you know, nutrition, you know, we just ate home cooked meals. Mm -hmm. So when, when I was the different one coming out weightlifting, my, my parents were like, where did this come from? You know, but yeah. I just fell in love with it. And, yeah. and then, you know, I remember one time my grandmother called me up and she said, Tammy, she said, do you have a curtain that I can exercise behind in your facility? And it broke my heart. And I was like, mm. you know, grandma, what, what are you talking about? You know, she says, mm -hmm. I'm too embarrassed to come into the gym to work out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I would go to her house and I would train her and I'd help her. And, you know, and, and she still died, you know, from obesity. And, you know, and that was a that was a hard thing for me to watch her, uh, you know, die from. Yeah. And then, you know, after that, my mother had this fear of being overweight. So she went and, and I was not in agreement with this. And, and because you know, I just didn't know much about it back then, but she got a gastric bypass and she didn't tell me about it. Well, she ended up in ICU and she almost died right after the surgery. And I was devastated because her and I were really close. And so she her life span was seven years after that because it didn't work. And she ended up with holes in her stomach and she passed away at age 59. And so that was another devastation of me with, you know, somebody having a weight, weight, you know, weight problem. And I just mm -hmm. didn't want to see people struggle like that. I mean, it just, it, yeah. it breaks my heart when I see that. So that's one of my really strong passions is to really help people overcome mm -hmm. and to find a healthier lifestyle to not have to live like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that that helps you like, you know, and, and not that they did, but I mean, over the years, like we've all heard, you know, the excuses, right. When it comes to the gym and why you can't do this, why you can't do that. And I know for me, this is one reason I did it. That's one reason I wanted to have a 24 hour facility 
is because you have people, you know, and, and some people really are, they don't know where to start. You know, they, you know, they might be embarrassed, but then you have other people who are just looking for reasons not to come. And I think by having a 24 hour facility, you can eliminate a lot of those reasons. And it seems like, you know, with your conviction, you know, especially being in it for so long and going through what you've gone through that when someone gets in front of you, I mean, it's probably not a very hard sell to get them into your facility, you know, cause they can probably see your passion and like, Hey, like we're going to help you. Like you just got to do your part. You just got to get here and, you know, let us take care of the rest. That's exactly right. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't, don't know my story. And, you know, and, and so when I share that, they are like in shock that my grandmother was over 500 pounds and my mom, you know, died from yeah. gastroparesis. And, you know, because people automatically assume when you are in the fitness industry that, you know, you have no struggles, you, you know, you oh, have it no. all together, but that's not true. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we get up and all, all like, we're so excited to work out every single day. We're so excited <laughs> to eat healthy. And it's like, that's, yeah, you're right. It's, it's not the case. And I think that, you know, sharing that story and, you know, it, it kind of humanizes us, I guess, because a lot of these people have like, they have this image that, you know, this is, well, I mean, yeah, easy for you because you have a gym you can work out at any time. And it's like, well, not really. It's, it's really not that easy. Like, no, it's not. I mean, you don't get to just go work out at your gym and, you know, anytime you want, there's always something that's going on, right. When you're there that you have to attend to. Oh, well get this. You know, it's so funny. People ask me sometimes, they go like, Timmy, uh, you know, why do you have workout um, equipment at your house when you have a gym? I'm like, well, when you own the gym, everybody wants to speak to you when you come in. And when yeah. I'm doing a set and I'm benching, I don't want somebody coming up interrupting me. I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm trying to work out. Yeah. So, you know, you, you get that because you're a gym owner too. And it's yeah. not as easy. I mean, you yeah. know, and I don't know if you go through this, but um, like sometimes when I'm like personal training, a lot of people and I don't take out time for myself. Then a month later, I'm getting on the scales and I'm like, man, I have gained 10 pounds. I've not been training like I need to be trained, training mm -hmm. because I'm helping everybody else, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And we are with me. Yeah, that's the same thing. I have a home gym, too. Um, and that's, you know, I work out at home, you know, not all the time, but, you know, there are times that I do it. Yeah. I go in phases, too. Um you know, especially during COVID, like, you know, that was a really good way for, you know, for me to kind of show people like, Hey, like you can, you can work out at home. You know, you can do all this now, granted, not everyone has, you know, like a full dumbbell set and squat rack and all that in their, in their garage. But, you know, I tried to show people too, that, you know, I would do workouts where, you know, I would just use dumbbells or just use body weight, just to show people that it, it is possible. But but yeah, you're right. Like you, you kind of get in that groove sometimes. And, um, you know, I've purposely really after COVID, um, which I've always done the training and everything, but I really, during that time, I saw how much, you know, I was missing out if I didn't, you know, dedicate time to myself every day. So that kind of gave me, you know, the excuse to be like, I'm going to block this out because see, I was the opposite. So if I, you know, if I go a month or, or whatever, you know, not pay attention to myself, like I, I'll lose weight you know, and then I'm like, man, it took so long to, you know, to put on, you know, mass and whatnot, and you know how that goes. Yeah. You know, and then if you're training around the clock, um, you know, I mean, it's hard to get your meals in and then you have 15 minutes to do it. And then someone comes early, you know, or someone catches you and like, I have like this 
thing of beef and rice and I'm like, I'm going to have to scarf this down, you know, <laughs> and then it just, you eat a few bites and it's like, okay, well, let's just, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> That's, that, hey, I'm telling you, it, I mean, everybody, you know, some, a lot of, I hear a lot of people say, I'd love to own my own gym. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. But it, you know, it's, it's such, it has challenges too, just like everything yeah. else. Like what you were just saying, the food and, you know, you know, sometimes I have to follow my client around and I, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to eat this meal while I'm training. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise you're going to have a hellacious session and you, and you're really exactly. going to hate me. <laughs> That's exactly right. There's nothing like training someone like when you're hangry. You know, that's his, like, know. well, you know, it was so funny. The guys in the gym, um, when I used to bodybuild a lot, they, they said, Oh, Tammy, we hate when you're on this diet because you're so ill. I'm like, well, you go without carbs all day long, just about, and let's and do two hours of cardio and let's see how you feel. Today. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so now as far as, so I'm sure. So whenever you hurt your back, like you saw that, okay, I can't be the only one doing this. Right. Like, right. like teaching all the classes and, and doing everything at the gym. So in a way, it probably gave you some perspective. So I'm curious now, like, what does it look like is in terms of staff and and who does what? Like, what are everyone's roles at the gym right now? Well, you know, that's that's a great question. You know, one of my weaknesses I found out later um, in life and, it, you know, and thank goodness, thank goodness I did find out, you know, it's hard for me. It was hard for me to delegate. Mm-hmm. So I've had to learn to delegate um, and not try to control everything. And, you know, I've had I've had to start learning to try to train people and, you know, and, and have other people to teach things for me. But, you know, I don't know if you go through this, but that's one of the hardest things um, as far as fitness goes. If you don't have somebody experienced, you got to train them from, you know, from the beginning. And, you know, it takes time. Yep. And so, you know, that's that's one thing I had to start learning to do is to mm-hmm. delegate and to release things to other people and to grow my business. Because, you know, I learned at John Maxwell University. I went to his university for about three or four years. And, oh, good. you know, you can't grow something if you don't delegate. Yeah. And so that's one thing I learned from, you know, his leadership. And so, you know, that's one thing I had to practice to do yeah. as, as far as that goes. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? And, and I will go back and say this about, you know, my injury with my back. You know, I had never had an injury like that, but I overdid it. And, you know, as one thing as far as being a competitor, you know, we're overachievers or if you're a gym owner, you know, you, any entrepreneur is, is driven. But you yeah. got to learn how to rest and you have to learn how to say no. And that was just, a, that was a hard lesson for me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. And I, and I was the same way too. Um, you know, I always, you know, and I think as, as an owner, like, of course, like we need to know what's going on all the time, but I felt like um, for years I needed to have my hand in everything. And there, there's a lot of things that other people like my, like my, my skill set never really included, um, you know, keeping track of, you know, records and numbers and things like that. Like I would do it because I had to, but just so I could, you know, know my numbers, but I mean, I wasn't good at it. I didn't enjoy doing it. So when it came to the point where I was like, Hey, someone else, I need to teach someone else how to do this. Yeah. It was tough. And especially like when it came to selling, you know, because I, I, you know, I love to sell, um, you know, whether it's we're doing challenges or, you know, selling PT, you know, for other trainers or, or what have you. Um, I, always, I was always like, well, you know, I just wish I had, 
another me. I wish I could clone myself, you know, things like that. <laughs> but, you know, then I was kind of like thinking like, well, you know, maybe, you know, if you hire someone, I mean, no one for the most part is not going to have the amount of conviction that you have, you know, and they won't care about your business as much as you do. I mean, that's, you know, that's right. common sense. But then I was like, well, if I had two to three people, you know, that could maybe close 70% of deals, you know, it would be better than one person closing 90%. You that's know? right. So when you do it that way, and, you know, then this, you know, I kind of went through like a restructure a few years ago with, you know, the way I pay people and, you know, having it to where like their incentives, you know, there's incentives for them to, to sell more, to do better. And if you can, if you can think of like, well, I mean, one of the biggest things I've learned, if you can think of other people, like this person is always going to look out for number one. So how can I make that align with my business too? Like where we both win and putting that in place is really what kind of changed things. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that, you know what? That is true. And, you know, and another thing that helped me a lot when we started hiring people was, um, you know, I had a business coach too, and, and I would call her and, I, and I'm like, why isn't this working? You know, because I'm such a perfectionist and I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm a people pleaser and I'm like, why, you know, what am I doing wrong? And, and, and she's, and she, she told me one day, she said, Jamie, she said, why do you think it's you all the time? She said, have you ever thought that they might not have your value system? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I had to rethink that. And she said, everybody doesn't think, you know, like, you know, you think, or I think she said, but in order for your facility to work and grow and for you to grow a team, they have to have the same value system as you. So you need to know who you are and what your values are mm -hmm. and that's what you know and, and if they don't have the value system it's not going to work so yeah. you know that released me a lot because um out of 36 years you know you are going to have some people that come work with you it's not going to work you know and i've had people to come work with me before and then they opened up their own gym and they were my competitor and then you know and i've had people to do that and we get along great mm -hmm. so you know you just have to learn what works and learn what doesn't work and like what you said build your little culture that um mm -hmm. you know you were developing with your team with the incentives and find out what what works and what doesn't work yeah and so that's yeah now when um like what are you all doing right now to get new people in the door for the most part well you know i advertise on we have a local radio station here and it goes out um pretty far into other areas around us mm -hmm. and so i advertise on the radio i do um you know i'll go on their talk show in the morning and talk and then we also do um, some facebook ads sometimes mm -hmm. social media you know everybody's on social media right now you know and so you you know you try to get people to you know you know, get information out, you know, the ones that are interested. Yeah, sure. And then also what we do too in our facility, when we start, when we start um, really finding out the ones that are coming in, like if they're losing weight or they're just, you know, really loving the classes, we find out that they'll start telling their friends and then they bring their friends in. And, you know, those are the things that have worked for us right now in as far as, you know, communication and as far as bringing new people into our facility. Yeah, I love that. Now, when someone comes in, um, let's say a new person comes in your gym, like no matter how they got there. So let's say I, I come in your gym or, you know, any random person off the street. So what is like, what's the next process for them? And what do you do like to get them in front of your trainers or group classes or, you know, stuff like that to get them into a higher level of service? 
Well, what we do is when they, they come in to sign up, we go through everything, you know, about the facility. And then we, we start inviting them. We go, we're like, Hey, you know, do you, would you like to come to our class tonight? We do a personal invite Mm -hmm. and that, you know, people like that. And so that works. And then also another thing that works really well too, when we um, sign people up, when we give them information is, you know, we start um, letting them know about, you know, the challenges that we have, or, mm-hmm. you know, if we're going to do a, a group PT class and, you know, we, we just really inform them and yeah. we, 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 we just try to make them a part, you know, and we try to, yeah. and we try to touch each person that comes in and, you know, stay in touch. We give them phone calls. Um, you know, we just, we just try to reach out to them and that's how, that's how we do. We just do invites. I mean, you know, we yeah. just keep inviting and inviting. Yeah. Now when they, um, do you, uh, what do you do? Like, does, does anyone like get like a free training session or anything like that when they, if they wanted to try it or in body anything? Yeah. What we do with that too, what we started doing is like when people, when people started coming in, you know, some people can't fit personal training into their budget. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, the ones that, that can fit it, you know, they, they come right to us and, you know, we can, we can train them, but mm-hmm. the ones that can't, or they're not sure, what we do is we have trainers on the floor and when they come in, we say, Hey, look, we've got this three day workout and you know, you can do it for eight weeks. It's really simple. We make it simple workouts for them and in short, like no more than 30 minutes and, and, you know, safe exercises. And so we say, you come in and one of our trainers will take you through this workout. They will actually walk you through this workout. Mm -hmm. And so we do that. And then we notice people keep coming back. Like if we do that, like, yeah, we give them free sessions when they come in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and that's a good way too, because, you know, there, there some people, you know, yeah, some people can't afford it. Um, and right. you know, they may need to do something else like um, group classes or maybe some um, small group, you know, stuff like that. But there's a lot of people that, you know, they, they could probably afford it, but they might not even think they need it. So exactly. like some people don't like, you don't know what you don't know, you know? So when, once they get into something, they're kind of like, huh, well, you know, honestly, I probably wouldn't have done this on my own or I wouldn't have pushed myself this hard. So maybe exactly. I should inquire about like what you offer, basically. Well, and you know, another thing we just did with our in-body scans to encourage people to get informative, you know, to be more informed about the in-bodies. Um, we said, OK, we're going to do a 10 week challenge. And, you know, in-body scan is like fourteen thousand dollars. So it's not a it's not a cheap piece of equipment. Right. So when people come in this time in the challenge, we said, hey. If you sign up for this challenge, we're only going to we're only going to charge you five dollars a week for a scan where we normally charge twenty five dollars for a scan. Mm-hmm. Well, they jumped right on that because they were like, hey, you know, it was twenty five and now they're doing them for five dollars a week and yeah. it's ten weeks. It was a win win for us and it was a win win for them because we seen results and people were like, OK, I can put this into my budget. And so that was another thing that we, we did as a challenge. And another thing that I've noticed in the fitness facility, if you give things away free all the time, people do not value it. Nope. And so, yeah. And, and so that's the reason why we only we, we charge five bucks and we yeah. were like, OK, because we wanted our client to be invested into that too is that you know even though it was just five dollars they still had to pay some money for it yeah and they knew but they knew it cost more than five dollars so they didn't mind doing that yeah. so we, we you know that, that worked really well when we did this last challenge with our in-body scans yeah yeah and that's that's the thing about the in-body like you know you can think whatever you want about yourself and you know but that thing doesn't lie no I mean, you can't outsmart it no <laughs> 
I have hurt a lot of feelings on the in-body scanner. Or actually, I didn't, but you know, I presented the data. You know, right? I mean, there, there's been a, there's been a, a bunch of, uh, you know, tears and and oh shit moments. I think when people <laughs> see that, see that when it prints out, you know. Well, you know, I'm telling you, it's so funny when people, we, we do a lot of in-body scans now, and it's so funny when people get ready to get on it, they start confessing. It's like they're in church, and they're saying, oh, Tammy, I didn't stick to my diet this week. I'm just going to go on and let you know this before I get yeah. on here, and yeah. I get so tickled. I know. I know. It's funny. It's like, well, yeah. Now, that's the thing, you know, and and most people come in, and I always like to see, like, where, where they think they're at. Like, you know, what, what do you think your, what do you think your weight, what do you think your body fat percentage is? You know, then they usually tell you and then you, you get on there and then they're like, oh, well, huh. You know, and th- <laughs> I mean, usually, like you said, that's when everything, well, it's probably because this, well, you know, well, I, I probably, well, I guess I probably did, you know, go a little bit crazy this weekend, you know, because there was yeah. a game or there was this or there, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Well, you know, one thing I love about in-body scan and, you know, a lot of people that, you know, like what you just said, they, they dread getting on it because they don't want to see the body fat or, you know, what's going on. But one thing I do love about it is when a person that's really, really overweight gets on the scale, I mean, gets on, gets on the scale, all they see is like, say, 250 or 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. But you get on that in-body scan with a person that weighs that much, they do not realize how gifted they are as far as muscle. And so when they come off of that, they're all depressed about their weight. And I sit down with them and I'm like, look, you know what? You have a hundred, you weigh, okay, you weigh 300 pounds, but you have 150 pounds of lean muscle here. Mm-hmm. And then I show them other scans, um, you know, with no names on them. I show them the the outprint and I said and I said look at this this person has 100 pounds of lean muscle you know you burn almost six to seven hundred calories more than they do a day at rest and they have to work 10 times harder than you and they might be smaller than you but they they do not burn the calories you burn and I said let's let's get on a healthier pathway here let's maintain your muscle let's lose this body fat and let's not starve ourselves and let's have a lifestyle change. Yeah. I have seen so many people like they light up when I start saying that and instead yeah. of that gloom and doom because sure. of their body weight. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. And it, that's, that's a good thing. I mean, it, you know, it, it gives them a little bit of hope and, you know, then they're kind of like, well, maybe there, there is a way out of this, right? Like I'm not, I'm not stuck here. You know, someone no. actually, someone gets it. Well, and you know, one thing, you know, and I'll explain to them, I, I'll, I'll let them know, you know, and I've had clients to go get surgery, you know, to gastric bypass, they come back a year later, they're still 40% body fat, and they're really upset. They're like, Tammy, why am I still 40% body fat? I said, well, you lost a lot of muscle instead of losing body fat, your nutrition was not on point. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, we, we just start pinpointing what the problem is, and then it helps them really to get focused and say, you know what, I can do this. And then they understand too, your body can't handle so many carbs and, you know, your body needs this amount of protein, you know, Mm -hmm. not some, you know, the fat grams and they, and then they have to move. Yeah. And so, you know, I just, I just love the in-body scan. That's, that's one of the best things I love in our facility. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like how, like how many other trainers did you say that you have there? I don't know if you (laughs) Um, yeah, we, we have um, five um, trainers at our facility. We have two that work full time for me. And then the other trainers um, teach group training classes. And right okay. now we're in the middle. Yeah, 
right now we're in the during COVID, we had two buildings across the street from each other. You know, I had my 24 hour fitness facility and then I had a studio across the street. And that's where our meal prep kitchen was at. But during COVID, it was shut down for over shut down for over a year. And so we ended up selling that building and we have land on the back of our um, you know, where New Day was at. So we just put a studio on the back of our building. And so we just had a reset through COVID. And now we're in the process of getting that studio built. And so it's almost finished. And so we're really excited about that. Okay, cool. So so is it is it a separate building or you said or it attaches to to the one you have? Yeah, it's gonna it, it attaches to the one I have. Okay. And we, we couldn't do that in the beginning because we had a batting cage behind us. And so what we did is we had to buy the building across the street to expand. And so, you know, because we didn't have room in our facility. And so now we tore the batting cage down and um, and we put the building on where that was at, located at our studio. Yeah. And so it's a win-win. And then we, we, re, um, we re, renovated our New Day Fitness building and we put our meal prep kitchen inside a New Day. And so the members love it now. They can just, you know, stop by, get meals. They don't have to go across the street. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just a win-win. So COVID, you know, COVID was rough and it was bad for all of us. But some good things came out of it too. You know, you had you, you were able to reset your facility and go like, okay, what's working and what's not working, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think if yeah, if it taught us anything, it's um, number one, you know, it's it's always gonna I mean, of course, for a facility like ours, you know, I mean, of course, like you always think sheer volume, you know, how can I get more people? But then it kind of came down to the point like how can I, you know, have each person paying a little bit more or, you know, give them an extra service or something like that, whether it's training or meals or, or whatever, you know, like trying to make each client a little bit more valuable. Well, you know, that's what we did. We, um, you know, we, we had really low prices in the beginning because we could, we could do that. But then when COVID hit, we just, we just didn't do that anymore. For number one, we didn't want our gym overcrowded because people yeah. were scared yeah. and we want it spread out. And so we offered, you know, we offered more services and we just, you know, had a little bit more expense to it, but you mm -hmm. know what, I'm happy with that. And I know you are too. And yeah, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd rather add value to my client than to, you know, offer a cheaper price and they don't, you know, they're not getting what they need to be getting, you know? Yeah. Like what is uh, what's the difference that, um, like the price difference from like, let's say pre COVID to now in your facility? Well, we used to do like staff hours, um, 1099 and we had an annual fee of $35 and, mm -hmm. you know, and people did that. And then after that, after COVID, we didn't do that anymore. We went to like 2899 and mm -hmm. we, we do a, we do do a $25 sign on fee mm -hmm. and that's just to use our facility and tanning and massage and sauna yeah. and group training classes. Yeah. And then if they want personal training or anybody, you know, we charge more than that, mm -hmm. but you know, that's what we went to. And yeah. so, and people paid it. They, you know, they were like, okay, Tammy, you know, we, we understand we, you know, and I just, I, and then I, I explained it to them. I said, if I keep my prices really low and it gets overcrowded, then some people aren't going to want to come in. Yeah. So, you know, we found out the ones that wanted to pay and they were happy because the gym, you know, wasn't overcrowded and, Absolutely. you know, and, and then, you know, and, and that's one reason why I lost some members because we do have the largest fitness facility in our area, but, some people went to other gyms because my gym was crowded. And mm -hmm. so I didn't want that anymore. I'm like, okay, you know, I want to, you know, make people feel safe when they come in. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's such a good point. Same thing with us. Um, yeah. We, I, I actually, I put a membership cap on for the longest during that. 
and and kind of told people like hey like and I actually I had a legit waiting list so yeah. um and I've said waiting list before in the past but I never enforced it and I would tell people like hey like if you cancel right now I, and I like I'm not saying that like I'm not gonna guilt you into it but if you want to come back in two or three months whatever they said and this was kind of after COVID even uh, I'll be like, like here's here's the list you know you're you'll be at the bottom you know I, yeah. I just want you to know that and that changed a lot of people's minds I think um, and it wasn't a pressure thing it was just you know for, for real just showing them you know where we we're at what we were doing and I think they kind of like that you know they're like well man he's really not just going to let anyone in the door now you know, yeah. at, you know, 20 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever. Right. Exactly. I mean, and, and you know, and one thing, I don't know if you went through this, but, you know, we hire a drafting company or process, you know, billing company to do our, um, you know, our drafts for our mm -hmm. members, the automatic draft. Well, you know, we didn't draft anybody at our facility the whole time that we were like shut down. And, you know, and the other, you know, other gyms I heard did clients got really mad. Well, when we started, this was a big learning um, curve for me because you, you've never been through COVID. Yeah. But when we when we started um, the drafting back up, the people who hadn't canceled during COVID, you know, we didn't have a cancellation notice. So we just sent their drafts back through. Well, all yeah. of a sudden, you know, it, we get these phone calls and we're going like, okay, you have to come in and cancel. Yeah. And, you know, that was the biggest that was the biggest um, hard thing we went through because I would never take anybody's money just to be taking it, but it oh, wasn't out of the system. Yeah. So we had to, so after that, we really buckled down with that also. And we explained to people, look, we do not do the billing. We hire somebody to do this. You have to give us a 30 day written notice. Mm -hmm. And cause you know, a lot of people don't read stuff and, you know, yeah. and so, so my one thing we improved in our team is we really went detail for detail and we let them initial every area. Like this is what this says. And yep. they said, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. That's, that's oh. such a good point. It makes you be uh, very intentional with your, yes. your conversations, you know? And living in a small town, you know, everybody knows me. And so it, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to make people upset, but you know, you're not going to make everybody happy. And yeah, and so, <laughs> that's so true. Oh me. So that, that was a, that was a big thing too, that we had to go back and really improve on communication, you know, at, at signing up people. I didn't, I didn't, I, I'm not the one that signs up people at our desk. So I was behind that counter the whole time. We're like, mm -hmm. look, this is what this is. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, Tammy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tammy, we are getting towards the end of our podcast now. So uh, one thing I always kind of like to end with and ask people, so let's say like in the next year, like what is uh, what does growth look like for you guys? Well, you know what, you know, during COVID too, I'll say this real quick, you know, we lost over 200 members. So, you know, and I understand people are not, you know, everybody's not going to come back in right now, but our um, intentional growth um, vision and our vision plan is we are going to like grow our group training classes. And especially with our new studio coming up, we're going to grow our meal prep kitchen, selling more meals, helping people learn how to portion out. Um, and as far as our facility goes, you know, we're just planning on, you know, at, you know, wanting people to come in that really wanted, a, a, you know, a lifestyle change. Yeah. And so that's what our plan is as far as growing and the areas that we're going to hit and helping people lose weight. You know, the ones that, yeah. have, you know, gained weight through COVID. That's, that's our goal is 
helping people with nutrition and the physical fitness in a in a more personal way in the next 12 months to grow our facility. Awesome. Well, I love it. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, I had a good time, good conversation, and um, hope hope it was the same experience for you too. It was. Thank you, Ryan. And you guys have an awesome day. Thank you so much for um, asking me on. Yeah, absolutely. And for our audience out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button so you can be alerted when more episodes are aired. And for our gym owners out there, if you want to be a guest in the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I'll be your host today, and I'm here with Neil from Body by Design in Georgia. What's up, Neil? How are you today? Well, I'm doing great. Doing great. Awesome. Glad to have you here. All righty, let's jump right into the details. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? All right, let's see. Um, well, growing up, really interested in you know be, being an athlete. Essentially, uh, went to school, exercise science. Uh, went into thinking physical therapy was going to be the route I was going to take in life. Uh, chose another route after graduating from my undergrad, and chose not to go to the physical therapy route just because I fell in love with just helping, you know, helping friends of mine get fit, helping my parents get fit, you know, just kind of working them through a tough time in their health, you know, uh, just through healthy habits they may have had, unhealthy habits, working them into getting better habits, uh, and seeing just the, the elation, the, the, the fulfillment that I got from that, and knowing that you can finally make a career in that, is kind of why I started going the route of being a personal trainer. So I started at a big box gym, about, let's see, 10 years ago, uh, gained a few clients here and there, uh, saw a variety of athletes all the way to the elderly population, and again, started actually being successful in it, uh, more or less just because I think there was a passion behind it that I had, that some coaches and trainers go in that environment, think it's going to be a fun job, think it's going to be a cool, I like to work out anyway, I might as well make this a job, uh, and I think part of it was, this is something I wanted to do in terms of like the athletic and health field for a long time that helped drive me when it comes to my success at a big box gym. However, as the years went on, <clears throat> you know, businesses evolve, big box gyms evolve, uh, and you started to see some of the adjustments and changes that might not be aligned with your value system, which is kind of where I fell into. Mm -hmm. uh, certain new products that might want to be sold or routes to go within your train within their training model that you're needing to follow, and you start to see that your belief system might be different, you know? Yeah. And I think when you, 
aren't in a position like that, it makes it tough to find that same fulfillment that I had when I was able to just solely hone in and focus on the client and achieving them results. Um, and not feeling that pressure of, you know, having to get them to buy a watch, get them to buy this, get them to buy that, when you might not 100% believe in it. And then right. the job a little bit more difficult. For sure. So that being said, I uh, eventually left the, the corporate world, if you will, you know, from a big box gym, <laughs> went independent for a little bit, just kind of training my own clients. Uh, and then decided that in order to be able to get back that fulfillment that I had prior, I got to do something. I, I you know, going to other gyms, big box gyms, there's only so much you can do for one by yourself. I would say one thing that I missed working at a big box gym is working with other coaches, working with other coaches who had knowledge base that were, was different than mine, different perspectives than mine. Um, mm -hmm. And I was already moving to a leadership role when I was at those gyms. So I kind of had some of that leadership uh, experience and I decided to open up my own place, looking to also give a better name to the industry. You know, I, I think a lot of coaches and trainers in the industry aren't, we're not looked at as professionals the way I think that we probably could, uh, considering the kind of benefit we can have on uh, clients who've been injured and they've had a bad experience in the gym because they got hurt from a trainer who was one of those who may have just not really put in the kind of necessary, you know, work to understand the body of the person in front of you. Right. And a lot of that is just, you know, so we'll have clients that went to physical therapy that had shoulder issues, knee issues, and they weren't getting the results that, the results that they want. Realizing that we can, they can go to the private sector being us and we can help streamline their progress in a fashion that is not only rehabilitative, but also can scale them to be more of an athlete again. Yeah. Uh, was something that I found could be valuable and chose to open a gym and kind of create a culture surrounding that, hire people that are on the same board, on, on the same page that have that same kind of vision and want to see a long-term improvement in the industry in terms of the standard. And uh, that's kind of how Body by Design came about seven years ago. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of the time, the past experience that you have working in other facilities, a lot of the time teaches you what not to do just as much as what to do. And you touched a little bit on selling something that you don't necessarily believe in. So that's something that's huge across the board. I mean, whatever it is that you're selling, if you don't believe in it, then chances are you're not gonna sell it. You're not gonna sell much of it anyway. People don't buy from somebody that they don't trust, you know? And if you believe in what it is that you're selling, that just comes out naturally. You know, you don't have to fake it. Um, you're able to build a lot of trust with the people that you're working with and it just comes natural and it makes the job so much easier. So that was something that I remember when being in the gym, you know, I was so passionate about what it was that I was doing that I didn't have to sell it. It sold itself. You know, yeah, I I knew the product that I was selling worked. I knew it was going to help people reach their goals. They were coming to me for a reason and it was easy. You know, it wasn't a sale. It was just like, all right, this is, it was a prescription, you know, this is what you're going to do. Um, and, and that's what helped them reach their goals. So I can definitely relate to that. And then also along the lines of the fitness industry kind of getting a bad rap don't you love when people say like or used to say in the past like aren't you going to get a real job 100 percent, yes yeah <laughs> love that when are you going to get a real job it's like what what makes this not a real job right um 
But I think that also along those lines, people coming into the fitness industry, like it's really easy to get a certification online, right? And I think that that's where like a lot of this kind of comes from is it's super easy to get that certification online. Anybody can do it in whatever X amount of time. But there's such a difference between knowledge and applied knowledge, right? So anytime that you're learning from one of these online programs, sure, they give you all of this information. They throw all of this information at you. Do you retain it? Who knows? But whether or not you retain it, if you can't apply it, it doesn't matter. If you don't have any real experience in the gym working with actual people who have past injuries or certain ailments or certain health conditions, it doesn't matter. And that's like, I think a lot of the time, that's where that kind of that bad rap comes from, because it's like, well, anybody can be a personal trainer. Sure. No, 100 percent. You know, that's that I think that's the biggest factor right there is being able to apply to people in front of you. I mean, you can know, you know, every book about the biomechanics of how the body works and every book on fat loss, weight loss. But if you're getting in front of somebody, you can't coach them to implement certain strategies or coach them to not be injured, coach them to their goals, which oftentimes that means behavior modification, yes. inspiration, motivation, um, then you're, you're, you're no, almost no good in, right. in, in the industry in that role, at least. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a multifaceted job. And I was just talking about this with somebody this morning. Um, it's not necessarily a hard job. It can be, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's very, it's multifaceted. You know, you have to, obviously the knowledge is huge. Being able to apply the knowledge is huge. Being able to be personable, especially you're, you know, you're working one-on-one with a person for an hour. You have to be able to have a conversation with them. A lot of times that turns into a therapy session. You know, yeah. you have to motivate them and support them. And, and then also there's the sales side of things because at the end of the day, it is a business which I think a lot of times people forget about. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's, it's just so multifaceted. You have to do so many different things at the same time. And that can be challenging for people as well. Absolutely. Yeah, you nailed it. So as far as your business goes, your business model, how do you structure things within your business? Okay. And actually that's changed over the past few years. Uh, When we first started, there were independent contractors. And, you know, every coach kind of had a different, specialty if you will that they would coach clients with um however about two years ago i kind of changed the model to more of a all the coaches are w2s and that we have systems that we follow like essentially exercise prescriptions so to speak when it comes to you know a movement-based approach so if somebody comes in off the street and they are brand new deconditioned there is a most people are going to fall into some level of the same bucket and and, and the sense that they need to be able to do horizontal pushing, horizontal pulling, vertical pushing, vertical pulling, and just what, what movement variation out of those uh, movements essentially should Mm -hmm. they be doing is kind of how we program for that client. So now again, each coach being a W2, we have a membership model that is included Two, two semi-privates per week, basically, in a customized environment with small group. So it's a kind of a combination of our different, basically, yeah, our, our services in these three different memberships that are allowing clients to come in and book with our coaches. Each coach essentially has a shift they work off of. So how that works is with six different coaches, 
<clears throat> Tony, for instance, might work six to three on Monday, Bradley and Zach, you know, two to seven on Monday. Mm -hmm. And so regardless of what coach these clients are working with, based on what program that they're on, the coach will follow that program and modify and adjust based on who's in front of them. So that helped us get away from the model where clients would come in and just be stuck on one coach. Yeah. And just like, I like their style. I like their style. So the systems cause us to allow more consistency amongst the team and amongst the client's experience that mm -hmm. helps retain also clients if a coach drops off. Exactly. Um, and so it's, we have coaches that train and we separate program design from that. So when someone first comes on board, they are four to six weeks, they're not training at all. They are shadowing, they're getting immersed in our culture, immersed in our environment, immersed in our values, our mission, interacting with clients. They have to earn the right to train our clients. And then once they start, they're only training. They're only training based off of what, so if a client books with the, you know, said coach at a certain time, that coach for the first couple months, once they actually are part of the team, is just following what the program's been written out from the program designers on the team. Now you can earn your way up, and that's a, a route of growth. You can earn your way to become a, per, a, a program designer on the team, which allows for increased compensation. Mm -hmm. But again, designing these programs are going to be based on a philosophy that we have as a team. So right. each coach, where in the past, as independent contractors, you might have somebody over here doing 30 burpees, 10 cleans, you know, 15 overhead presses, where their goal was strength. That doesn't seem like a strength routine, right? right? And so now, no matter who's coaching these clients, we're following a protocol, a, pro mm -hmm. a protocol system. So if a coach comes on board, no matter how much experience they have, no matter how you know much education they have, if we're going to implement something new, we're implementing it as a team. So it's like if you, if that way that you believe is better, let's talk about it as a team. Implement the strategy so that there's a consistency now. Not only did we learn from you, but we're also we're, we're better. But mm -hmm. we're also all on the same page. So right, exactly. when I work with you, I get this. When I work with him, he likes this. And I think that's another thing that I wanted to get away from in the corporate environment. You're fighting for clients. The coaches here don't fight for clients. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what I preach is essentially taking care of those in front of us. That's it. You know, taking care of the clients, nurturing them, caring for them, tracking their progress. Uh, uh, each coach has an accountability roster, which is what we call it. So that there's a, a list of 30 clients that each coach is responsible for. So if I'm doing a one-on-one -on -one with them every few weeks, I'm going down that list and I'm saying, where has this person been? Why haven't they been coming? When's the last time they had their, their in-body scan? Do they need to do an in-body scan? Do they care about their body fat? Okay, how's their program look? Well, when I spoke to them, they mentioned their goals were this. So just curious as to why, what route we're going with them on this program. Um, and every client knows that they have an accountability coach that's their go-to person for nutrition, for their tracking their progress, for, um, accountability, making sure that they're coming into the studio and whatnot. So that's a guess in, in, in a nutshell, how it works. It's very systemized, very organized. Um, and there is a route of growth for coaches that first come on board to be compensated further through program design. And then when they're not training, they do get paid as well. Um, we call it desk hours. And what that does, it also allows these coaches not to be burned out. Because to, to be successful in this industry, a lot of people realize that 6 a.m. to noon, you might be super busy. You might have to come back at 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. if yeah. you need to really make the living that you want. But right. the team-oriented approach has really helped alleviate that. So the clientele can trust that no matter who they're with, that no one's fighting for each other. We're all coaching in the same way, that we're communicating behind the scenes as to what's best for the client. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just really worked out. Definitely. Yeah, I really like that. It's a 
a very diagnostic approach and then also allows for consistency you know, just across the board, no matter who you're working with, you know exactly what you're going to get. And I also like that too. You've kept in mind that, you know, if a trainer leaves, you're not worried about their clientele kind of following them as well. That's a huge thing that I think a lot of gym owners run into pretty regularly because you're working with these people so closely, you're developing relationships with these people. And then those clients want to stick with that trainer. And sometimes when that trainer leaves, they go with that trainer. So, you know, mixing it up and having all of your trainers be on the same page and working with all of those clients provides another level of service for your client. And then it also keeps things, you know, consistent across the board. And then it takes away that factor of having to worry about a trainer leaving and taking your clients essentially. So covering a lot of things there. So that's, that's great to hear. I like that structure. Um, So also it provides the way that you structure things provides areas for growth within the business, which is huge too, because I think that a lot of times personal trainers start, you know, getting in, doing their thing, working with clients. And then it's always like the next step is like, well, I can do this. I want to open my own facility because the level of growth, that's like the next level of growth essentially in most places, because there really isn't much of a hierarchy there. There isn't much of a, um, there isn't much room for growth really. So being able to provide that next step for them to make more money, to do more and to have a little bit more responsibility is great as well, rather than opening their own facility. hundred percent. Yeah. And a lot of that's just, you know, the program designing and then just give me oversight of another part of the business, mm-hmm. you know, the, the marketing component, you know, I have coaches that are great at filming this and that. So it's me, me sitting back thinking, what are they good at? What title can I make? Could I have for them that is related to this, that gives them something that is a leadership role and what kind of stipend makes sense for that? which essentially is part of delegating, right? I'm essentially delegating something, but just putting a title behind it. And that can, that can grow more in, in terms of compensation, depending on how the business and the numbers grow. But yes. it can grow more, as the business grows, more responsibilities happens anyway, because more people, you know? Right. And so they have influence as to what could we do better? And I, I try to give them, empower them to find, to let me know what can we create as a better experience within this facility that you're seeing? What are clients want? And they're sitting there thinking like a business owner. So instead right. of going to find something new, have security here because I'll pay you what you deserve or what, what I believe your value is. If you can if you keep increasing your value, that's on you. If yeah. you keep doing that, I'll keep paying you more. You know, providing yeah. more role for you. And then the more influence they have on how the business runs the model, the more connected they are mm-hmm. to the business, which I think what also helps in people will leave jobs, you know will not leave a job for more money if they like working there, if they feel fulfilled, if they feel a part of the business connected to it. You know, mm-hmm. so you can go somewhere and make more money and not be happy, or you can be here and I can continue to try to give them that level of responsibility, empowerment, influence on the business where they start to kind of feel like it's their own. And I'm big on that when it comes to how I communicate to the team. And to really, in a nutshell, with your question at the very beginning, everything's culture here. Everything is culture. Mm-hmm. I tell them all the time, you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So they're mm-hmm. saying hello to every client that walks in, goodbye to every client that walks in. We have a birthday board, all the clients' birthdays for the month. Make sure we're saying happy birthday when they walk in. If a client walks in, it's their birthday. I'm telling the whole team, hey, so-and-so just walked in, it's their birthday. Make sure you hype them up, make them feel good. Right. You know, and so that's like the culture aspect of it. But on the, te- the technical side, what we just discussed in terms of like how we operate, 
um, and give them the, 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 the vision of their own growth is uh, just based on what value they're adding. And I can, that part of me as the owner to highlight that so they can see it themselves and then mm -hmm. help facilitate that and promote that part of them because somebody else is going to be better at something different than they are. And that can be a different role for them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Putting people in the right positions for success. You know, yeah. a lot of times people, um, people are really good at one specific thing. So allowing them to kind of focus on that. And also, I like how you said you're, you know, you're just delegating, but you're putting a title on it. So yeah. That's super helpful for you because one of the things that a lot of business owners struggle with is delegating. And it can be really hard to delegate too, because I know personally, I always felt this way that I wanted to have control over everything, you know, because it's like everything is a reflection of you. Everything yeah. in your business comes back to you. So it was like, I always wanted to make sure that I was doing everything because then I didn't have to worry about the level of service that was being provided because I knew, you know, and it's yes. really hard too to find people that, I mean, nobody's going to care about your business as much as you do. Um, yeah. but to find people that do care enough to provide a similar, at least level of service that you do. Um, so that can be really hard to, to delegate tasks to employees and step back a little bit and allow yourself to actually focus on the business rather than doing every single thing on a daily basis. Yes, yes, it is tough, but you gotta do it or you burn out, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and part of that is, you know, we have a va like core values that we follow. And so it, it, when they perform a task, asking, does, does it align with what our goals are? Does it align with our, our 10 core values? All right, well, let's say, what is our demographic? I'll ask the coaches, you know, like what is our demographic? Okay, what do you think they seek out as value? Okay, do you think that if we operate this way, they'll see this? Or do you think another way is better? Mm -hmm. No? Okay, so we're kind of agreeing together that it makes sense. Right. You know, if, if it doesn't work, like what the route they wanted to take. So you got to let them kind of feel it out too versus do this, do that, because we've yes. all fallen into that trap too. And then when, they, when it doesn't work, then, okay, hey, now can you try this and just see what happens? And then when it works, it, it, it's beautiful. Like, and at the end of the day, when they believe that they, they, you want them to win, I tell them all the time, yes. I'm like, if you win, I win. If I win, you win. If she wins, you win. If we all win, then if we can make everybody better, all the coaches better, and their clients' perspective of us a certain way, based on our values, how we want to be perceived as professionals, not amateurs, mm -hmm. then, then we're, we're golden. We're beautiful. You know? yeah. And that's one thing. They don't have to get clients here. We, what we've been doing is allowing people to just come through the door. We don't really do discounts ever. We don't really do a whole lot of marketing. Um, it's just our marketing is reviews. Our marketing is before afters. Our marketing is word of mouth. Um, and that, that's kind of what we do. I think it should always take polishing what we have so that it's bright enough that other people can see it and they'll, they'll draw them in. Focus on what we got. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just make this amazing. Let's make each other amazing. Let's make these clients amazing. The environment, the look, the feel. As soon as they walk in the door, what's their experience? On the, when they leave, what's their experience? Um, and then from the programming standpoint, good. We're good. And we, we've hosted multiple certifications here. Mm -hmm. But... That's about, people don't care as much about that. People don't care as much about that. They, how do they feel when they come in and out? However, I do behind the scenes, behind the curtain, make sure that we're all keeping up to date on the literature and, and, and understanding where the science is. So that again, if a coach is like, I think this is better, well, let's talk. Like, where did you read this? Let's talk about why, because I want to learn more too. Maybe right. we can implement that into our systems and every coach can, hear, can do the same thing. But until you can show me that 
or help describe that to me, we're going to follow these systems. And it's like, all right, no, that makes sense. And then, you know, we go from there. So we're all mm -hmm. on the same page because we all want to win. And it seems to work better that way. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, communication is huge. Yeah. Like everything that you touched on there is based on communication. And that happens a lot too, where there isn't communication from the top down. You know, it's like there's a certain level of expecta expectation, but there's never a clear path on how to get there. Or um, a lot of times I think owners are afraid to involve their staff to that extent and, you know, get their opinions and work through things, allow them to fail. That's one big thing that you touched on as well. You know, um, they bring up an idea and you know that it's not going to work, but allowing them to fail that can be really hard too. Um, but yeah. that's kind of how you build that trust along the way as well. It's part of the process, right? You right. know, you could sit here and say, you know, this is the way, if you don't like it, then you can leave. But just like the morale goes down, then yeah. they just they're following. I mean, you know, empowering is everything. If they feel like they have some influence on it, like big picture, they're going to do more down the line. Yes. They're going to feel like they have some level of like investment truthfully in it, you know, yeah. emotional and a career wise standpoint. Like I have a little bit of, you go to a different gym, a big box gym, you don't have a say it's mm -hmm. here's how it works. Here's what you get paid. And that's that they have a lot of flexibility here as a small business, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, the communication component of it is, is, is huge. And we just maintain that regularly and where our value systems ensure that every action that we do here is in alignment with that. Then, mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a win. Yeah, for sure. So as far as goals go within the business over the next six months to a year or so, is there anything specific that you're focused on? <laughs> um, floor space. <laughs> yeah. you know, really just trying to manage, yeah, manage the floor in terms of just like, we've gotten busier. Things have been pretty well, mm -hmm. you know, and, and just figuring out where things need to be placed to ensure the maximum efficiency of the floor. We just hired a new coach last week. Um, and so the next six months, getting him rolling in, in, in alignment with our, uh, with, with our, uh, you know, just value system, our mission, our culture, immersing himself and immersing him in that. Um, but when it comes to like six months, yeah, to a year, just system refinement. Like I said, we just started this system about literally right before COVID. And during that process, I actually lost two coaches, which, you know, was difficult, but I kind of knew that would happen because it was a big shift from the wild, wild west, almost what it was like for a while, for four and a half years. And I, and the thing is, with them being contractors, it still worked from a team standpoint. All I said, all I communicated was that we're, we're all trying to win. You want to make money? I want to make money. So here, let's just treat these people like, you know, like, they want like, like we want them here whether yeah. or not you work for me or not this environment they'll bring people in you can train them too mm -hmm. you know uh so going from there now to w2s and not them having to follow rules made it a little easier because we were already kind of in that cultural environment however losing two people and then COVID hit so we lost two people plus some clients because there were two two coaches plus the ones that clung on to them you mm -hmm. know so we took a hit then COVID hit i'm thinking I just changed the business model. This is not a great place to be in. And now a hit like this comes in. Right. So we came through that. And so now we've been in about a year and a half of the, or yeah, a year and a half back open with implementing these new systems. And it's really working. Uh, now having a new coach on board, uh, continuing to refine it, continuing to refine it really. And just more or less to see where it goes from there. It's uh, but it's been, it's been lovely. Definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, COVID was definitely a shock to everyone, but 
to be in a position where you've just changed a lot of things within your business. I'm sure that that was extra, extra shocking time oh. to get through, but you made it through your doors are still open. So a lot of people can't say the same. So that's a huge accomplishment sure, in yeah. and of itself. So one thing that I love to ask every single gym owner that I speak with is it's a little bit on the deeper side or it can be, uh, requires a little bit of thinking, but if you could snap your fingers and improve one thing within your business right now, today, what would that be and why? <clears throat> um, I would say delegating probably an organization within that, 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 that component. You know, I, I still mm -hmm. think that like refining the roles of those on the team right now and ensuring that they have the tools but also the understanding of what needs to be done and to help them understand how to incorporate the, what we are, who we are into their thought process when it comes to them making those decisions is probably the toughest part because there's so much up here yeah. and to be able to express it in a clean, structured way that also allows their brain to take it and run with it um, is probably one of the more difficult things, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, I would say, cause I still want to have my hands on it. And I see things and I'm like, ah, but this, and then when you kind of jump in and they're trying to take that the ownership of it and then it's like, okay, well then fine. Like, well, how do you want to do it then? I'm just giving you some advice as, as, as just, and, and it might, and it could be right what I'm saying, but it's just kind of like, all right, well, how, so I step back and like, how could I better explain that then? Because that's not what I was looking for, but I also don't want to, have them spend this much time on it, do it. And I don't want to post it or I don't want to, yeah. it, and they put all this time into it, but you know, so it's just finding that, that way to communicate. I, I guess you could say like the philosophy, our values, the direction of the business to those that are in leadership roles or just amongst the team. Cause a lot of them take a leadership approach in terms yeah. of owning their role as a coach on a small team. Mm -hmm. So there's only seven of us. So, I mean, every one of them has a large impact you know, with 170 yeah. clients on, on, on the business. So it would be that uh, refining, uh, the refining our, our, our coaches roles and the delegation process, uh, yeah. I think would be something I would love to do. Cause it would just, I could take that aspect out of my brain and say, they got it. Yeah. They got it. And then I can put other stuff there. Well, yeah, exactly. Know. I know that's such a hard piece to kind of navigate and, and figure out and, it does take up so much space in your mind on a daily basis. And then it takes your attention away from other parts of the business, like, you know, the future pieces of the business planning and, you know, focusing on what's next. And that is a hard to do when you're trying to focus on the day-to-day tasks being in the business every single day. So definitely uh, you're not alone there. A lot of business owners struggle with that same thing. And, um, but you know, once you do get some systems in place to make that happen, it can make it so much easier for you and allow you to step back a little bit anyway, and be able to focus on what's next. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what is one piece of advice that you would uh -oh. Let somebody know who's thinking about opening their own facility. The best piece of advice you think? Um, I would say become the best coach and just perfect your craft mm -hmm. and learn sales. 
Yes, learn sales. <laughs> I mean, that's really, yeah. that's 100%. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's everything. I tell coaches all the time, I'm like, and there are ones who said, you know, like potentially opening their business or would want to in the future, which they support that. I'm just like, at the end of the day, one reason when I opened up that I knew if the place was going downhill, could I just walk out on the street and just start pulling people in? Once I knew I could do that, then that was the whole reason I felt like I could do it. You know, mm -hmm. you, you better know that if there's nothing's coming to the door anymore, the way it's been going now, let's say just something happens, you know, COVID hit and like you're, you're, like you're down and out and people aren't calling anymore. People aren't sending emails anymore inquiring about your business. Could, do you have the capability to do that? That is something you need to have when you open your business because it's a grind that you got to know that you can put up and be successful with it before doing so. And then you got to be really damn good at what you do. So mm -hmm. if you have a bunch of coaches around you, you need to be the best one of the most in-demand coaches, and then you need, need to be damn good at selling. You can do those, yes. two, those two things, you're in a much better position to do something like that. 100%. Yeah, I agree. You have to know how to fish, right? Like, yeah. you have to know how to get clients in your door. That is the number one thing I think uh, a lot of people kind of overlook because you don't really think about that. A lot of times you come in with some type of client base anyway. Um, but yeah, if you, you don't have anybody coming in, you don't have anybody calling, how are you going to acquire new and clients? Then, and if you're opening up your own gym, you're more than likely going to be hiring other people. So can you fish for other people too? Yeah. They're going to be able to fish. That's why you, that's why, you know, you can hire them and maybe coach them too, but you know, you need to be able to, you're not just doing it for yourself anymore. So if you're good at selling yourself, great, but can mm -hmm. you sell a culture? Can you sell a process? Can you sell results and then come in and not work with you mm -hmm. and, and, and sell other people within, within your, and, and, and within your space. Yeah. Um, and so that is a whole nother way of doing things. Cause at big box gyms, there are coaches that are good at selling themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm this, I'm that and tell them the story of how they lost all this weight when they were a kid and they were overweight and now they're better and it connects with their client and whatnot. But if you don't, if you, if you don't use that and you're using somebody else, cause they could, you need them to connect with somebody else. Are they going to give you money? Then you, they walk in and you're like, yep, you're working with them. Are, are, you, yeah. are you comfortable selling that product? Mm -hmm. You know, so there's so many aspects of it that I think are huge, at least from my perspective. I mean, there are other people are going to have different responses, but I just mm -hmm. don't see how you couldn't have that confidence um, and open a business. Mm -hmm. That's everything. Yeah. The business is sales. You got to make money. The business yes. has to make money. Right. And there are so many times where I hear gym owners say like, well, I'm just not good at sales. It's like, okay, well, you better figure it out because, you know, that how, how are you going to keep your doors open? That That is, at the end of the day, sure, you have to provide a certain level of training and, you know, your product, if your product is good enough, sure, it'll sell itself to an extent, but, you know, the people that are walking in your door, sometimes they need a little push. Like, do you know how to do that? Do you know how to... Um, you know, I mean, sales is, it's so much psychology and that's what I really love about it. It's so interesting to me. There are so many different things that like make people tick that get reactions out of people. Um, even like certain things like, like mirroring them as far as the, their tone and their body language and just, there are just so many cool things to it. And there's so much to learn there, but, um, a lot of people just brush it off and they're just like, no, well, I'm just not good at sales. I'm like, I'm telling you, if they lean in, you lean in. Put your hand, yes. in, put your hand there. I get it. Oh, yeah. We, we used to, absolutely. We used to joke about it, like, when we were doing, like, role play for sales. And, you know, um, 
one of the trainers would sit on the couch in a weird way and then you just sit down in the same weird way and everybody would laugh about it but it's like there's there's some there's we're power there right now we're connecting right now yes exactly <laughs> so many things and um the belief breaking side of it is something that i love as well you know so many people place so many limitations on themselves just because of some type of belief system that they have in place and they just hold themselves back and it's like okay i'm not good at sales and it's like okay well how much time have you spent learning how to do sales or how to get better at sales well right. not and it's like okay well how can you say that you're not good at it then right it's called you a self-fulfilling self prophecy right there i'm not good mm -hmm. at that well you keep saying that you're not going to be good at that <laughs> exactly absolutely yep so people just they get in their own way so much and that was something that i really loved about getting into consulting and helping people break through those belief systems and grow to that next level. And they're like, Whoa, Holy shit. Like I never thought I would ever get to this level. And it's like, yeah. well, of course, like you got to open your mind, be open-minded, you know, be willing to change and adapt and get out of your own way. But you have potential for growth. Yeah. If you say that I'm not good at sales, you have just put a ceiling on your head. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not, I cannot get better than that because I have defined my limits on being able to sell. If you mm -hmm. say I'm, I'm not great at sales now, but I can get better. Your mentality, you've opened your mind by saying that at least. Exactly. Saying that I might, because then you're going to open the, the door to hear something or be inspired by somebody that you have, are listening to and say, you know what, I'm going to use that. Now I could, I could use that in my next consultation. You, you got better in sales just by exactly. the, one line. So you're already better now that you allowed yourself to be better. You got to allow yourself to be better first by mm -hmm. saying that you can be better. Right. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you sit down with somebody in a consultation and they say, well, I just can't lose weight? Right. You know, it's the same concept 100 so it just it applies in so many different areas so all right well as we start to wrap up here where can the listeners find you on social media um at body by design studio for instagram and same on facebook all right yeah neil from body by design in georgia thank you so much for joining us today it's been great hey, having you on the show you. see ya absolutely Alrighty, and to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, make sure you keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.